He texted me earlier and said he would be doing it. So I'm not yeah. sure what's going on with him. So what's the pull? Oh, how long? Oh, there he is. Hello. Oh, speak of the devil, and he's there. Sorry, I've been asleep. Sorry, I'm not too well, but I'm here now. No, I'm going to be saying, you're right, Al. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave. Right, okay. That's a shame. I'll just be like his random appearance in the show again. Oh, that was skinny. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> right, Al was requesting that he kind of takes the lead on this. Go right ahead, Al. Yeah, this so... is your fault. It's on your shoulders, then. <laughs> um, I'm just eating some Christmas cake. For God's um... sake. <laughs> Every time. Is that prescribed? The Conquistables are out of their element as they enter WWF Brawl for all. Lacing up their gloves in the squared circle tonight. Bodacious Ewan Taylor. The Hammer Cameron Phillips. The Quebecca Phil Doyle. And Jordy Allen Milburn. Only tonight. On the Conquistable! Put me your phones in. Yeah, please do. <coughs> I think I can speak a podcast of Al's entrance to the show. Just like an hour of this. An hour of this, yeah. <laughs> An hour in the life of Al. <laughs> I'm pulling double shifts. I've been booked for another podcast. I've travelled to Edinburgh. Oh, you oh, are. Yeah. You're in the Polis box, aren't you? To talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm part of the Polis box full time now. Look at you. Fucking joint podcast. I know. I know. I'm, 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 I'm a man of many talents. And, well, talking. Talking mainly. Talking, yeah. <laughs> talking nonsense. <laughs> so. Why were we? Why were we? Why were we for Al to do what he was doing to the Christmas cake? Um, Rampage burn an ICW. Damn. Yeah, that looks quite cool. Also, the, the street fight last night with the snowballs. I knew it was going to end in that. As soon as it was like, oh, it's snowing in Glasgow. They're having a Glasgow street fight. They're going to end up outside chucking snowballs at each other. Yep. And lo and behold, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Called it. It happened. Hi. Are, 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 are we ready to podcast, gentlemen? <laughs> of course yes, we are. We are. We're ready to podcast. Okay. Off he's gone. I thought you were doing <laughs> yeah. this. Yes, yes, I am. I am. Come on. I'm just, just a bit of banter. Yeah, right. <laughs> banter with the sick man. This should be good. I've got no clue where to put the music here. <laughs> Use the Brawl for All theme. No. Oh, we're going to come to that in a bit. Okay, okay. Am I starting or what we're doing? Or? Yeah, you're in command, remember? You're, you're leading the way. You're in the driving seat. This is your baby, Al. Oh, dear God. This is going to be a car crash. But anyway, right, <laughs> let's just keep on going. Right. L- ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's podcast. Tonight, we'll be featuring the most premier event in WWE history. Um, of course, nothing would ever go wrong with it. It was the perfect idea and the perfect execution. And that would be 
1998 brawl for all. Lies, all lies. Yeah, I've got a couple of issues with that sentence there, Al. <laughs> <laughs> you're, right. you're, saying the, you're saying the 1998 brawl for all as if there was more afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the WF only brawl for all. <laughs> Thank um, you. And there is reasons we will get into why it is the one and only. So, first up, uh, origins of it all. Uh, I'm sure some people know the story and stuff, but uh, apparently it was uh, mainly a good old Vince Russo idea, as all the best Oops, ones were. There's a surprise. Uh... <laughs> um, he, he wanted a way to um, try to get some... Um, obviously, USC was becoming quite popular at the time. And he yeah. thought if he could bring a bit of USC to WA, that would be perfect. And then, of course, the other rumour is... It's all one gentleman's fault this whole bro for all came out. Um, in the locker room, good old JBL, or Bradshaw at the time, apparently said if wrestling was real, you could whip anyone's ass. Oh, or, boy. Or, or, or in a ballroom uh, ballroom brawl or anything like that, you could, you could beat anybody. So apparently, that was another reason why Russo put the tournament forward. Let's see who's the toughest. Let's see who's the toughest wrestler. Um, so, so there you go. That's that. That that was the origins of it. You know the shocking uh, thing. This was put forward and it actually got accepted in greenlit. That's what I mean. Like, like <laughs> I know people kind of say, "Oh, Vince Russo had bad ideas." Vince Russo did this and all that, but it was still down to Vince McMahon to say yes or no for it to go on the actual show. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was down to people who have got like half a brain to kind of go. You know what? This sounds like it could make money. Where everything else inside his head shouting, "Don't well, I think do it's it." Like the, um, no, because he because he had obviously Vince, uh, he had some great ideas that kind of helped propel the show back up, raw back up in the ratings and all that. So I think he must have got to a point where people just like his ideas work, just let him go ahead with it without actually thinking through the ramifications of having your people just punching each other in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, we say punching each other in the face. We'll get to that. Like there's any kind of skill <laughs> thing to it. And I just want to kind of say as well when I was trying to watch this on the network because. Whilst it's not a pay for you, you can search for it on the network and kind of pick up all the matches. Like, I would kind of get a minute in, and then you know, that, that network unavailable message that, that crops up, mm-hmm. it just yeah. kept cropping up every single match, every two minutes. <laughs> it mm, was like really? the Apple's trying to protect itself. Yeah, it was like, yes. it's, it's like it knew. <laughs> it knew. It was like, no, Phil, don't do this to yourself. I'm going to try and it's save like, you. Don't do this, Dad. It's not worth it. I had to keep closing the app and restarting the PS4 to get it to work, and it just kept going. No, um, seriously, Phil, don't do it to yourself. Don't do it. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna kill myself to try and save you. Oh. I ended up watching all of it. Yeah. Good. No. Is... Oh, <laughs> well, it's only about an hour of your life. It's not like some of them. I could have taken various bits of my body and put them against the grater and rubbed them up and down very hard. It would be more fun than this show. Look, 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 we're spoiling it. It's spoilers ahead. People think this is marvellous until we start commentating. I'm, I'm going to come to this because like, this whole brawl for is actually happening like quite a magical time of wrestling. And there's other things um, that are happening on kind of most of the rules that we could be talking about, but instead we're going to be talking about this stupidness. Hey, look, look hey, it, let's go. It's an experiment. It was great. Right. So, <laughs> um, the, the go along, and um, I'll just say some of my source material from this is I've used a bit. Um, I think I've just about listened to a shoot interview of all the competitors at various times. Wow. I've used um, Mr. Cornette's various ramblings and writings about it all, <laughs> um, as well as Mr. Russo's. And Bob Holly's very uh, mentions it quite a lot in his book as well, which I do enjoy. Did you listen to the uh, Bruce Pritchard? 
podcast. And that's project. my next. That's oh, my next oh, oh, call. Oh, oh, uh, round, of applause, round of applause for Phil. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to get why I'm applauding, but well done, Phil. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll cut it in now, you and don't worry about it. You just do uh, listen to Bruce Britt's cards. Bruce Britt's cards? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a long one, this. Listen to Bruce Pritchard. I can't say his name. Brother Bruce Loves Podcast. Pritchard. It was Bruce Pritchard who was... Uh, he was tasked with organising this tournament. Poor bastard. He, he had a bit of paper with people's names jotted down, and it was up to him to phone them up and sell this tournament to them. Looking at who's here, he didn't do that good a job then, did he? <laughs> so who's, who's on this tournament? But before we get to that, the problem was is... It depends on which wrestlers you wanted. Because let's face it, they were never going to put Steve Austin as somebody in this tournament. That would just oh. be ludicrous, right? That would be a silly idea. So what it would be is it would be people who re- really couldn't <laughs> get on TV for shit. So they had to, you know, this was the lawyer. If you if you literally harm each other on TV, we'll let you on television. So literally, that's why the Jobber Cup. Yes, yes, that, that's, that's why a lot of the superstars in this are people who are not exactly high on the totem pole. Because, like, even, you know, you, you look at some wrestlers, um, I'm trying to think uh, who I could use as an example around around that particular time. Let's just go for the argument, say, someone like Val Venus. All right, I was going to say though, bangers. And, and though, though he wasn't massive up the card... He, it's the sort of thing he wouldn't have to do because he was already his gimmick was over. He was already appearing yeah, he on had that kind of thing to his character that the audience would like. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he already on. He didn't have to do this to be on television. True. Yeah, um, the catchphrase, you know, hello, ladies. <laughs> what a catchphrase that was! I bet that took two seconds to think of. Yeah, hang well, fire, no. though. Hang, hang, hang fire. If no, we're going to go for this, oh, your catchphrase is well over. You don't have to do this. Explain to me how are the Godfathers in this? <laughs> I don't. I don't think the Godfather. Is well into his gimmick at this stage. Well, we'll come to that later on, Al. Don't you worry about that. Right. So Bruce Pritchard's got this list, right? But as well right. as as well as jobbers, they want to put some legitimate tough guys in to try and give the tournament some, like you know, legitimacy, giving it some uh, providence. Let's just Let's give it some it. backbone. Yeah. Right. So obviously he's got guys like um, Severin, Blackman, and Shamrock. There, there's some of the the bigger names he's got in there. So he's got to, he's got to phone them up and, and say, listen, this this is the rules. You'll fight. You'll get five grand either way if you do the first fight. If you win, you'll get another five grand. And at the end of the day, you'll get a hundred grand if you, you know, five grand every round you win, and then a hundred grand if you win it at the end to try and get people to think, yeah. So he gets these initial people. They'll, they'll sit there for a little interview, all um, sixteen of them, however many it is. And he goes, "Listen, we've got the basis of idea at first. It's going to be like a shoot fight. Anything goes. There's not going to be any rules." So Steve Blackman puts his hand up and goes, so I can just kick somebody's knee out and I won't get wrong for it at all. <laughs> and then they turn around and go, yeah, we're going to have some rules in this street fight. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them the rules, JR. Three one-minute rounds, ladies and gentlemen, a point system in effect. The most punches per round will earn you five points. For each takedown you earn, you will receive five points. And for each knockdown you earn, you will receive ten points. The legendary Danny Hodge will be the official for this contest. And a knockdown ends the brawl. No, a knockout. Knockout is knockout. Can you guess what the first rule was? No No kicking. No kicking. There we go. exactly what the first rule was. So um, this this is where it went wrong because the the rules were like, um, apparently, I don't know much about boxing gloves. But the boxing gloves are one of the biggest and lightest you can get. So it's very hard, apparently, to knock someone out with the boxing gloves. 
because they're really, really big and really padded, the ones that yeah. have yeah. used. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was like, you can't, because takedowns is a thing, but they're saying it's very hard to take people down because you've got these big boxing gloves on. Yeah, I mean, um, in the UFC, they obviously fight with the, the small MMA gloves. Yeah. Ah, fingerless ones, isn't it? Yeah. You've got, like, grip and things. On With boxing gloves, you're basically like a child trying to grab a giant inflatable ball and just bouncing it's just off. Mittens. It's just over again. Yeah. They're mittens. They're mittens. It's just mittens. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Big heavy mittens. <laughs> So, so apparently, some people went to Ken Shamrock and went, "Listen, Ken, you shouldn't be in this tournament." <laughs> yeah, but also at this point, isn't Ken Shamrock like the the deadliest man of the world or something? Yeah, but he's doing he's doing it because because of pride, you know, because he, he thinks he can win it and maybe yeah. he could win it. But listen, go on, listen, Ken, you can't do half the stuff that you win UFC with, you know? Because yeah, hasn't he already at this point he's really competed in UFC? And he's yeah, for the Japanese yeah. Stuff, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, pride yeah. Or whatever it was. Oh, you both, I think, actually. Yeah, they were like, like legitimately Ken. like hurt people. <laughs> yeah. All, all it would take would just be a um a straight punch or or like takedowns and you're eliminated. But not only that, Ken Shamrock at the time was pretty high up the card. He was wrestling the rock yeah. like every night sort of thing. Yeah. As soon as he loses, then Shamrock is nothing, you know what I mean? That's yeah. his career done pretty much. So they literally went, No, you know, Shamrock, you probably shouldn't. So Shamrock pulled out. Dan Severin's version is Shamrock was too scared, but the other things I've read is um, he, you know he was told that it was probably you could argue Shamrock is the smartest idea. one out of all of them I yeah. said that earlier on the <laughs> smartest person in the room here is Ken Shamrock yeah so anyway I'd, I'd, so... I'd argue Dan Severn is smarter because at least he has one match I'll bleep that so we don't excuse, get the spoilers excuse me for trying to get through the podcast in time <laughs> well Come on, we're, we're only 14 minutes in and we're well on the way. Anyway. All right, carry right, on then. Come on. <laughs> right. So, so um, out the original draw, a guy who mouthed off in the back quite a lot was, does everyone remember Taigi Ali Singh? Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, Card Call, said he mouthed off loads in the, in the book about how tough he was. And apparently to the point where whoever drew him in the first round was going to kill him, whoever it was, <laughs> we're just going to say, right, we're just going to... Um, nice. So apparently he had an injury and decided to withdraw from the oh, tournament. How, how he oh, what a shame! So apparently they had, they had to fill someone up, and then it was suggested that Bob Holly's a pretty tough guy. Why don't you get him in? So yeah, Holly said he was a, a last-minute substitute in his book to, to to join the brawl for all. And he said he was happy to do it. So, so there you go. So you've got your sixteen competitors. Apparently the draw was done legitimate. It wasn't fixed. It was drawn out of a hat. Can you guess who the draw master was? Oh, I remember uh, the podcast. Oh, Dilo Brown. Oh, you're not a million miles away. Jack Tunney. I think, is he dead? I don't know. <laughs> well, he is now. Of course, Jack Tunney. He'd been in the bar, wouldn't he? He would have been doing it backstage. <laughs> um, Sa- Savio Vega. Oh, what? How? Wait a minute. Hold on. He's actually in it. Well, I don't know. I didn't invent it. But that's yeah, that's apparently, he was, he was the, um, he was the draw master. That's draw master Savio. <laughs> the draw master. So, oh, with all, with all that said and done, uh, done even you've got you've got everything in place. You've got your your brackets. Um, it's going to be on. It's, I think it's heavily advertised at King of the Ring. I remember, like on yeah, JBL's commentary, the, this, this that is because they were trying to compete against the tough man at amateur boxing tournaments. So they thought, you know what, we'll rams them people's throats, and they'll love it. They'll absolutely love it because there's violence, there's everything else, and as we'll learn, that may not have been the case. So round one. Is on Monday Night Raw, twenty ninth of June, nineteen ninety eight. Gentlemen, what's special about this date? Um, it's the first night of the brawl for all. Other than that, 
Uh, I don't know. Why is it special? It is the day after King uh, King Foley, King of the Ring, when Mick Foley Jesus. was thrown off the top of the cell. Jesus Christ, you're in the ball to do with names. Chuck, it is the very next night after the most astounding King of the Ring match ever. Oh, my God. So they go from that to this. Wow. Yes, they do. Yeah. And here's the shocking thing. They stretched this over two months. (laughs) Well, it's about two per show, isn't it, I think? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, if 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 they're uh, positioning it as a tough man contest, you can't have five matches of that in a row, can you? Because... Well, no. You just couldn't, because it would lose all credibility, even though it hasn't got any credibility. Why why not do all the first round matches one week? Then maybe have... Oh, oh you can't. can't give you can't give the audience this good television all in one week, man. Okay, I suppose that's true. I mean, you can't give away classics yeah. such as our opening match. You know, uh, who's who's uh, the classic combatants in this opening match? Well, I'll let Alex explain. It's uh, it's pretty good one actually. It's it's it's, it's, it's Mero against um, it's Bla- it's uh, Steve Blackman against Mark Mero in an instant classic that the crowd was so into they were booing within one minute. Yes, I think there's some we want wrestling chance knocking on, but yeah, anyway. Well, the problem is Mero should be really good at this because he's a legitimate boxer. He's quite a good amateur boxer. But Blackman is Steve Blackman. Whoa. And if and if you watch if you watch this match, there's no doubt in my mind Blackman would have won the tournament. I don't think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Blackman held it down within like ten seconds. He, he, he literally he, he found the floor. It's like you know when you try to do a really hard thing on the computer game and there's some like simple thing it just spam it to win it, isn't he's it? He's just doing King's yeah. medium kick. That's what he's doing. He just like, <laughs> just takes down Miro over and over and over again. So I think whenever Miro goes to throw a punch, but Batman just takes him down. So your exciting KO-filled boxing match ends up with just two guys just kind mean, of going to the floor every kind of two. Yeah, Miro tries to box him, but I think he gets taken down seven times or something. Yes. Seven times, and I think that's in the first round almost. Oh. Because by the end, you can just tell his face is just like. What well, the-? my problem is like they, they well, first of all they both come out to the same music. Yeah, it's very generic. Well, they it's... come out to the brawl for me. Yeah, but it's like it's so like they they kind of walk to the ring. There's no razzmatazz to it. There's no kind of oomph to it. Well, that's that's the, the point. point sound menacing. No, 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 that's the point because UFC at that point wasn't very flashy. It was just like here's two men. They're going to beat the living dailies yeah, out of each but other. You've got a show with like starts with pyro and there's all this excitement going on, and then it's just like it's kind of really. Phil, Phil, do you seriously think they would waste pyro in this? They should have done some pyro. Why? Why? Just to make it a little bit exciting. You've already match... wasted. You've already pissed a hundred thousand dollars down the toilet. Why waste pyro on it? <laughs> That's a fair point. Well, I would right. advise some better trainers though, because like Miro's. No, I think they are. The buff, the buff are proper trainers. I'm sure they. Well, are. the problem is I've got Mark Miro's trainer. He's like in the rings, like you know, doing like massages on his leg, on his face, kind of doing his things, and just kind of offering a drink, going, "Okay, oh. Miro, you do this, you do that." And Blackman's commentator just kind of the trainer's just kind of leaning on the ropes, going, "Do you want a drink?" <laughs> he's probably probably <laughs> terrified of him. And he's like. No, you're all right, thanks. If he looks at Blackwood <laughs> funny, he's going to kill him. Like, he doesn't, even, doesn't even take out his mouth guard, and Steve just drops it on the floor and he's like, you know what, just leave it there. I'm not even going to put it back in. Uh, <laughs> it's probably like, I don't need, you know, don't need, don't need anyone. <laughs> I'm just going to take him down for three minutes and just go home. So can we uh-huh, just go on with it? No, it's a easy night for him. Yeah. So so literally, um, Blackman just takes Mero down. I think Mero gets a five points in one round for most punches. But yeah. as good as Boxer Mero is, he, he can't cope with these takedown things. No. And uh, Blackman wins easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. By decision. What was. And uh, was the next. 
I don't know the point scores. I didn't write I, I them don't down. think we need it's, those out to be brutal. Sometimes you don't even get, sometimes they don't even tell you the point scores. It's tell <laughs> no, you who wins. Just to work it out for yourself. Mainly because <laughs> no one knows. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are judges sorry, by there's... the ring, aren't there? There's like three judges. Yeah, there's, yeah, there is. There is three judges at ringside. But uh-huh. most punches landed. How could you possibly calculate that? You know, if you're <laughs> a judge, how could you? Have got the one same of thing with boxing. Between the three of them, they should be able to. I don't know yeah. if they've got like a punch tracker or anything like that. But... Isn't it more like style and, and aggression and stuff like robot wars right? when boxing judges <laughs> do it, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd go for a WWE themed robot wars in a heartbeat. Oh, can you imagine that if they, if they challenged each like teams to build a robot and then send it into this little ring? <laughs> Wasn't that, wasn't that a driving game they had? What was it called? Crash Sword or something like that? Crash Hour. Crash Hour. Yeah. There you go. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> right, back, back the tournament. Oh yeah. Next Second match. match, same night. Is it? It's it's a classic. It's, it's Brad. Much, it's, it's, it's Bradshaw. It's the man who. Um, it's the man who said he's going to win it all uh-huh. against Henry Godwin. Oh, oh, fucking god, bud. There's some great things about <laughs> this match because because first of all, it's um, Black Jack Mulligan Bradshaw. Yep. Because he's got like cowboy boots on and stuff. Oh, but yeah. If you go to this match on the, you know, you you, know, you got the dot things on the bottom of the of the network. You go to this match, you rewind it just a minute or so. You get a, a promo of, of uh, Kane with his throat machine talking about being <laughs> the next pack. Oh no! <laughs> because I know I can be Stone Cold again. Bradshaw is taking on Mark Canterbury because they've dropped the Godwin gimmicks and they're now Southern Justice. Yep. Yeah, um, his legal name apparently. Can't even wrestles much after this, but anyway, no. This one, this one is the opposite of the first match. This one is just windmill punching, isn't it? It's a hockey fight straight away. It's a hockey <laughs> fight. This entire tournament is windmill punching. This entire tournament is basically a rock'em sock'em robot tournament. So I think is there like one takedown if you're lucky in this, and all the rest of it is just punching. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, Judges decide Bradshaw's the winner. It's just, but I did, I did, like, it took until this match to actually realise you know, they turned down the house lights. Oh, yeah, they made it like a boxing make, like, ring. And they like, you know, proper boxing ropes and corners because that made a bit of made fucking bit. difference. But you've got, you know, a man coming out in like a t shirt versus Bradshaw who comes to the ring dressed as a wrestler. Sure. And then they have a hockey fight for three minutes. <laughs> and then it finishes. And I've got, um, I wrote down uh, Bradshaw wins to the sound of indifference. <laughs> that's about right. Right, week t- week two. At yeah. Which match is on first? Because well, well, this is the on class. the uh, Raw on the seventh of July, ninety eight. Why yeah. is this day special, folks? Um, it's the week after the week after the no. King of the Ring. No, oh, okay. It's the night of the second night of the Broadway no. tournament. <laughs> Other than that, on this show, right, uh-huh. DX comes out dressed as the Nation of Domination. Oh, that gimmick! The Triple oh, H God. is the Croc. Oh, and X Park blacks up. Yep. yep. That's on this very show. On the opposite channel, on WCW Nitro, what happens in WCW Nitro? Isn't this when they lose no. the first. Okay. In the Georgia uh-huh. Dome, Hulk Hogan is pinned by Goldberg, clean in the middle oh, of the ring. Oh, the match that should have been on a pay per view, yeah. but this very night. WCW, they didn't. This very night. So They were terrified the Brawl for All would take viewers away from the yeah. WCW. Uh, yeah. Clearly, the, the first match of Brackus versus Savio Vega. Can compete right. with Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan. Okay, in the Georgia Dome. <laughs> right, Brack Brackus for uh, was was a guy hired by Vince. He's a big muscly German guy. He looks well muscly. 
Yeah. And apparently, you know, it, it, he was going to be good. And apparently, he sucked in the ring. He did a few matches for ECW. He did a few matches sort of not really televised. His biggest match was in a, an event that wasn't even televised called Mayhem, Mayhem in Manchester, nice. which ended up being on the video release. And he lost to Jeff Jarrett. And oh, after, and this is his other biggest match. And this is quite funny because apparently you wouldn't believe it was a shoot. <laughs> He went to Safio Vega in the dressing room and went, So, how will work in this? And he's like, It's a shoot. Uh, we're gonna, and he's going, You're not really going to hit this. I'm like, Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's a shoot. Practice. We're supposed to be hitting each yeah. other. And he's like, No, no, no. What's happening? So, anyway, they got to the ring and obviously Safio wanted to win. And he said he felt really bad for hurting the kid, but he had no choice. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, is, it was. Was the practice like properly hurt after this? Yeah, yeah well, he broke his nose, I think, but he, he, he um, I don't think he had any idea that, you know, what he was going to... He looked so... He was much bigger than Savio, but he looked so man, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I think um, there's a JR quote here that I've written down where JR says, uh, they're not trained boxers. And I've written down... No, I've written down, yeah, no shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Brackus goes for a takedown misses and just kind of flays plants onto the floor at one point. <laughs> Uh, sounds about right. But he just like Savio has got his number and just like it's almost painful to watch when he's conscious because Brack is bent a bit. He's like incredibly blown up. Yeah, I don't think he, he knew, but Vic is a pretty good fight, Eddie. He knew how to do it, and he yeah. he, he got through. And they like said, and he's in his uh, shoot. He does say he felt bad for hurting the kid, but you know that was the that was the name of the game. So yeah. that's Savio Savio through. Uh, um, a unique experiment, Jim Ross says at one point as well. <laughs> Oh, wow. A unique experiment. Oh, Next. oh, this is quite funny. The, the two friends go against each other with oh, George yes. taking on uh, Road Warrior Hall. With hair? The, I don't like it. He looks like Sting. Apparently, another little tidbit. Um, the wooden, they reckon the draw wasn't legit. Even though people say it was, they reckon it was fixed to have the two friends fighting well, against each other. Well, to be fair, it was drawn by one of the participants, so, you know, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Hang on. I've got Darren Jaws, Duffy. I'd much rather have Brackus. Let's just change these pieces of paper. And also, again, like, Hawk comes out just wearing his wrestling gear and face paint. Yeah, it's yeah. The face paint is what got me. I'm like, well, I think they were doing. He had to do an angle with DOA or something on the night, so he's probably dressed like that anyway. That's so it's not like he, yeah, thinking it up. But and anyway, also, um, he's got like a very casual disregard for his mouth guard during the whole match. Well, yeah, the mouth guards won't stay in. Well, they're, they're um, they keep falling. Out, I think. And then didn't Dross spit his out at one point? Yeah, because like I think um, Hawk loses his, and Dross goes, "You know what? We'll just spit it out." And well, just, what I love about um, yeah, this go. match is it's a draw yep and they've just can't be asked to think of any tie break or yeah, any other scenario it's a it's a draw, draw. Um, Hawk gets his nose broke yeah uh, yep. in this <laughs> and uh, apparently the, the, the plan is to have a rematch at some point in the future Thank maybe God on, maybe on heat I don't know how he's he he a thing though not yet did you actually mention that because I didn't really watch after it so I don't think he kind of went back later in the show and went, yeah the do I'm sure it said somewhere that there'll be a, there'll be a, um, a another round or a playoff or something at one point playoff. but uh, I'll get into that I'll get into that in round two nice. so that said uh, uh, draws through on points was it close points decision I don't I think it was close no, it, was, it, 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 draw, it was a it was a draw but Draws advanced because. Can I get another bloody second round first? Eh? Can we get fast the first Sorry. round before we start doing things on the second Make my round? Right. Okay, okay, next rule 13th of July, 98. What's so special about this night? It's the third week after the King of the Ring. Other than that, it's the third week of the Brawl Front. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, 
Uh, n- nothing really, just the day after my birthday, so, you know. Oh, well, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> wanker. Well, <laughs> this, oh, you know, this is whatever you, you remember when the mega powers exploded? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is the night, the new Midnight Express explodes. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, I didn't think he was going to go that way with it. Bodacious Bart Gun. Bob Holly. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently Jim Cornette is so upset that they've got to fight each other, he's resigned <laughs> to be the manager from the new Midnight Express. I mean, this is a fucking terrible gimmick anyway, oh, but God. still. <laughs> so he's, re- he's resigned, and apparently, the, the, even though it's a legit fight, they were told to um, ham it up a bit, to put a bit wrestling um, theatrics on it. Make it a bit interesting. Yeah. And apparently, Bart, Bart Gunn and Bob Holly were quite good friends because they were travelling quite a lot of the time, and they just went to each other, apparently. Listen, no takedowns, right? We're just going to hit each other. <laughs> so that was that's like what they decided. Yeah, yeah. Agreement. It's weird. Like, when, when Bart comes out, he looks really good, and he looks kind of like. He's got a bit of the Ziggler about him. Like when his hair's kind of slipped back. Thing. And Hardcore Holly, well, he's not Hardcore yet, is he? He's just Bob Holly with a weird hair. He's, he's past the Bart Gunn stage. Thank you. Great. Oh, Bart Gunn. That's the other guy. Fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, well, it's 1 0. <laughs> yeah, well, Thank you. Draw. Um, <laughs> I thought I going to say that. Yeah, this one's got a ref talking at the beginning. The other one didn't. They just kind of got in the ring and started. This has got like the ref going, you know, hit each other, you know, back up. Let's let's go clean fight and all that. So I guess mm. they're kind of like advancing the format of it a little bit, if that's what you want to call it. Well, I can't so, call it anything else. So Holly put up a good fight, but Gunn looks the better boxer. You know, you, you can tell he's he's more schooled and more. You he's know, not he's not a boxer, hot. but he's got like you can tell his hands. He's, got, he's got he, good hands. He's done it. He's, he's done it before, sort of thing. Yeah, right. he hit he hit the other guy more. Hence, he won. And Bart Gunn shorts are superior. They're really good shorts. <laughs> So apparently at the end, the, we're told to sort of do a bit of um, theatrics and that's, you know, does Holly, like, um, push him in the pack at the end? Yeah, there's like a little bit of a to do. And JR's go-to phrase... It goes like, nowhere. What a surprise. You're telling me the new Midnight Express doesn't go anywhere? My God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but JR's go-to phrase in this match, and most of the others is, out of their element. And uh, both these men are out of their elements. Remember, I'll tell you what, these guys are tough. They're out of their element. A lot of courage to get in out of your element. That's JR's quote for what the hell is going on. Yeah. Why? I believe um, the next match isn't actually in order. Is that right? Yeah, the next match is... It skips a bracket to the bottom of the draw. It's in the fourth bracket, and it is our good friend, Mr. Train himself. Ah, but he's not yet, though. We'll come to that. Well, year. sorry, Mr. Holtless Train. Yeah, Holtless Train. So he's just a train of men at the moment. Think about that, Edge. So, so is that holeless or hopeless? A little bit. Of call both. it what you want. Listen, okay. man, this is this is show some respect. This is Papa Shango you're talking about here. Fuck off, Phil. I'd prefer it if he appeared as Papa Shango. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Voodoo just comes out with boxing gloves on. <laughs> but with the boxing gloves on, as Papa Papa Shango. <laughs> with the boxing gloves on, desperately trying to take off the like take the skull <laughs> thing that he's got around his neck just off. Knocking the hat off his head. That sounds yeah. like a Photoshop job I have to do. <laughs> I'm still proud of the ones I did the other week. They look good, good, very good. And he's against uh, Dan Severn. Yes, the smartest man in this tournament. Who, yes, Dan who, the he looks Severn. like a dad. You know he's I mean? always looked like a dad. He's wearing though. a dad t-shirt, dad mustache. This is where the plot thickens. Is this here because Severn wants to win, mm-hmm. and Severn knows how to win. Um, apparently, if anyone's seen any of his US three matches, yep. they are total snooze fests at times. <laughs> wow! It's not so what could happen with this world. match then? 
So literally, Dan Severin thinks he's going to treat it like UFC, and the Godfather's a big punching guy. He's quite tough, but Severin literally takes him down and keeps him down. Yeah, mm-hmm. keeps going for submissions. Despite the referee keeps saying to uh, to get let him off the mat. Nope, Severin knows it's only a minute. If he does two takedowns, keeps him down for like twenty seconds at a time, to win. he's going to win, and yep. that's exactly how he does it. Because the refs might this one now as well, isn't it? Because they were the because it was some other old wrestling dude in the first round, the first cut, first week. But that's like a normal ref, and he's like mic'd up, so you can hear him talking to the wrestlers and stuff, mm-hmm. like in a proper boxing match. So they're, they're still trying to make it boxing. I think someone's screaming in his ear to say, get Severin off the mat. <laughs> <laughs> off um, the mat. Yeah, because we've, uh, we've got some bullshit chants, the crowd are booing, we get a We Want Wrestling chant. Sound like the ref gave him a takedown there. Well, some of those are questionable. Come on. That's the end of the uh, second round here. These people want to see some haymakers. So, of course, Severin managed to, as good as the Godfather is, that Severin advances because literally you won't let him up. He keeps him down, like, you know, that apparently lets you. I heard someone say he had a fight with Shamrock at UFC and literally the pair of them rolled around the floor for half yeah, an hour or something. Right. They basically just tried to hump each other for 15 minutes. It's <laughs> pretty bad. So anyway, so right, we'll quickly bad, go on to the, the next one, week. Yeah, 25th yeah. July 98, nothing happened that week, so carry on. Right. Uh, oh, no, 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 that was just, a very just, important week as well. Oh, the fourth week of the Brawl for All, yeah, you're right, sorry. No, 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 no. The fourth week after the King of the Ring. That's true. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'll quickly uh, just just to be complete. I don't know if anyone watched the bottom match. Um, we had Scorpio <laughs> against Eight Ball. Ugh. That was so bad it wasn't shown in its entirety on television. Well, here's the yep. thing though, because they kind of show like a recap of it, and that makes it look like the most exciting match they ever had. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it called editing. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, well, it's only twenty um, seconds long. Yeah. It it it. it yeah, this is, is about 20 seconds long. If anyone really wants to know, it took place before the Owen Hart Farouk match. Um, and I think they filled in television time by letting Shawn Michaels have an extra long lit entrance. That makes sense. Shawn, Shawn Michaels comes out just before the, the recap the show. And his entrance is so long, his music starts up again. <laughs> nice. Right? So I've got a feeling that might have been better television than they told him just to have a really long entrance. So when Michaels sits there on commentary they, um, they discuss the match, and eight ball as big as he is, really should be beating Scorpio, shouldn't he? Because Scorpio's just, you know, he's yeah. quite a small guy. But yeah. nope, Scorpio takes the big man down and uh, as brief and um, highlighted as it is, Scorpio goes through to round two. What a hero. And then, and then we kind of have the main event of round one. I don't know if that's the right term. <laughs> um, if anyone remembers the Quebecers, um, yes, or Jean-Pierre exactly. Lafitte, um, this is Quebec Pierre. Again, the Quebecers had a brief comeback in 98, but uh, Jack was released. They kept um, Pierre on. He did a lot of training, sort of um, camps and stuff. But uh, here he is trying to do the brawl for all. And this is what the final area is, is. If this was a boxing match, there is no way he would be allowed to compete because he's completely blind in one eye. Yeah, he's only got one eye. He's got one eye is a glass eye, isn't it? Yeah. I've, it just, isn't I've, it? I've just read, do, you, do we know how this happened? He got shot in the um, eye with an air gun, I believe. Yeah, his friend shot him in the eye with a pellet gun. Well, Think how how old do you lose an eye? Uh, I don't know, unfortunate accident involving a knife. How did PJ and Duncan lose their sight? Was it like... It was a pinball accident, accident, wasn't it? Right, right. That's that's the brawl brawl. God, no one of these podcasts take fucking hours, Sorry. right? <laughs> <laughs> How right. cool is Pierre's eye patch, brawl. though? He's wearing like an eye it's patch. Pretty pimp- it's pretty pimping. It's badass, man. He needs a, pa- he needs a, a parrot, though. 
But you can tell Doctor so, Death is the important one. We haven't it, got to him yet either, right? Oh, God, Apparently, sorry. Pierre. <laughs> Jesus Christ! God's sake! I keep this in order. Um, Pierre really wanted to win this, and he hired professional <laughs> trainers and stuff. Um, except he, he hired them the week before Vince told him to wrestling, <laughs> and then they changed their mind to wrestle this week or box this week or whatever. Oh, so yeah, because none of the trainers are there. So Pierre thinks he's got a good chance. And his opponent, of course, is the man groomed for the whole thing. Yes. He's um, a Japanese, was really big in Japan, yeah, Japan and... Um, Japanese, yes. Yeah, Japanese. Yes, and other, uh, <laughs> other organizations. And he is, of course, Dr. Death Steve Williams, who comes ah. with a big reputation, but not really for um, for a lot of casual fans. I know I didn't, at the time, didn't really know who he was. Cool name, though. You can't argue with that. But anyway, he, he comes in. He's literally only had a, a handful of... Uh, I've got these exact match listings, which I'm looking through now. I don't think we've seen... Uh, in fact, he debuted uh, 28th of April, 1998. He beat uh, Scorpio. And, and Vince McMahon even came out to introduce him. Uh, and this was in a dark match uh, prior to a Raw taping. And then I think... After that, this is his next match. Yep. So, Fun fact. Yep. Um, Steve Williams went unpinned in North American wrestling for one whole decade between 1987 and 1997. Oh. Do we know who pinned him? Um, Ludwig Borger. Is this before the brawl for all? Yeah, because that's 98 and it happened. Because I know who pinned him. I know who pinned him after that. No, um, 97. Because it's not the is it in WCW. Uh, what's that? The Mountie. Is it? It's not the Mountie. Is it in WCW? Glacier. No. Not Glacier. Jesus. The Shockmaster. No. So what federation would it have been in? He was pinned by the at time ECW World Heavyweight Champion Raven. Ooh. Ah. At uh, crossed the line again, on March twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. Blimey. So anyway, Steve, Steve Williams literally was brought in um, to feud with Steve Austin. And by winning this tournament, he was going to elevate himself to a big star. Thus, they were running out, kind of running out of heels for Austin to fight. I mean, if you look at the rest of the year, he just fucking fought Undertaker and Kane and dire matches. So they were kind of running, th- <laughs> kind of running things out. So the um, <clears throat> Williams was like, I don't think he would have been a big event, but maybe one of them in your house events he would have filled in um, is, is a thing against Austin. And that's what they were hoping for. Well, he's, he's the one who gets like he comes out like wearing his um, like his robe. He gets like an interview beforehand. He's certainly got a bit more kind of production around him. Some guy have a little talk about him in the corner. Is that is that right? Don't have some guest star talking about him, like how good he is or something. Yeah, some kind of yeah. He gets like uh, it's like his old coach or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Williams comes to the ring, and the rumor is he's already been paid the hundred grand. <laughs> Because they're so sure that he's going to win because he's the toughest man. They just paid him 100 grand. Yeah. So anyway, he comes to the ring and, um, I mean, Pierre can't even, he can't even see shots coming from one side. Um, this yeah, is cruel, isn't it? This is, what's so, this is what's so funny. So literally, he does get pummeled, right? He gets pummeled and all the rest of it. But I've read a shoot interview with Pierre. And um, the end of the match sees him literally lose interest and just wander away while um, William just tried to box him, right? <laughs> so the referee stops the fight because he literally turns his back. You know what? If you, had enough. If you listen to his shoot interview, it's like, well, I was winning that match on points and I didn't want Williams <laughs> to lose. So so the referee just stopped the match. I mean, what match was he watching? Can somebody answer that? 
Let's watch the match in his imagination. <laughs> Williams takes him down, he out punches him. He, he's a mile ahead on points, a mile ahead. Yep. And Pierre looks out of it. He looks totally done. Uh, but that, but that's it. With him done. winning, we've got all our winners in the second and the quarterfinals squad, haven't we? Is, is it really fair we to have, call them all winners? No one's a winner in this tournament. <laughs> I need to add a fact because do you remember you, you, you do your interesting raw facts? Oh, go ahead. Yes. Brackis wrestled on this show. <laughs> Really? He squashed one of, I think it was Jesus or, or was it, it was one of um, the Bariquas guys. He literally squashed him in a minute. Well, literally and, just squashed uh, him. He did like a, get a, revenge. a, a big daddy squash and that was it. Where he's beaten. And uh, that was it. We never saw Bracus after that. So that was Bracus's last match. There you go. Hooray. Uh, so, so right, Alan, round two. We're now after round one. Fight. What happens uh, with most of the people going into the next round? Well, Blackman advanced. Uh, Blackman wanted to take the thing really seriously, so he hired a guy to spar with. Um, he hired quite a large gentleman, and when he took him down, the larger gentleman landed on Blackman's ankle, mm-hmm. and that was Blackman done. So Blackman's withdrawn. Miro's through. He had to withdraw from the tournament. So what, who who goes through? Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll just make the guy who lost in the first round. Yeah, through. cool. So uh-huh. so Miro's now advanced for losing. You know? Yeah, they didn't really think that through because they could have had a reserve match and therefore an actual person that won something would make it through. No, but instead, no, they've got, well, that, got the that, that would mean through. you and we'd have to sit for another contest. At this point, Nobody I'll have watched so much, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so the quarterfinals, uh, the first is on the Raw, 27th of July, 98. What's special about this show? Mm-hmm. A fun fact about this, it's the fifth week after the King of the Ring. Also, the Godfather debuts his hose this very night. Oh! It's the actual debut of the Godfather's host. This is, this is the first night the Godfather lost his virginity. Yeah. Oh! And uh, there's only one match on this week because um, it's a big one. I'm sure it'll go well. It's Bodacious <laughs> Bart Gun versus Doctor Death. Yep. Um, also, they, they did they did that the second week after. I didn't realize that. So yep. that's like Williams fought last week and now he's fighting this week. Yeah. I yep. wonder if that will have any repercussions coming up shortly. <laughs> Well, this 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 is the brawl for all match. This is it. This is this is why I think yeah. it's so why it's remembered. Apart this and another one, another tidbit. Bart Gunn openly says, if somebody came to him and said, "Listen, Bart, the idea of the tournament is Williams to win," he had no problem lying down. He says, "You know, mm-hmm. if the, if the if the offers wanted me to not you know to, to not take it properly, I would have I would have just let the guy beat me. I don't sure. want to knock him out, but you know he would have yeah. he wouldn't have went to you know he would have went to win, but not." Um, yeah, there's another, a couple another, of shots where Bart just misses and it's like that would have killed probably him. hurt him I mean uh, yeah, another... that's foreshadowing what happens but yeah there's a couple of shots like thinking Jesus that would have been yeah not good apparently he also asked this This gets a bit misquoted but he also asked so if if you want me to properly what happens if I beat him he didn't say knock him out people say what happens if I knock him out but yeah. he didn't he said what happens if I beat him and apparently Bruce Bruce said well, nothing it's a legitimate tournament if you beat him you beat him there's there's not going to be anything bad from it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, yep. Here we go. Uh, match, match starts in for a lot of the match. Williams looks the better guy. He um, Bart's trying his best, but Williams looks the uh, the the better. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of takedowns. I think there's one point yeah. like Doc nearly goes out through the ropes. It's <laughs> yeah. not great, but you know. He's... So literally two rounds down, Williams is ahead. Everything's going fine. Williams is through. Towards the end of the round, Bart does a takedown and uh, it rips Williams' hamstring. Yeah. Yep. And you can visibly see him get up and limping. Now, I think on the clock, there's about 15 seconds left. It's so the end of the round, yeah. If, if the guy's injured, I don't see why he doesn't, just didn't backpedal a bit. 
Because he's Instead, he tries to run through a brick wall, remember? That's what Bruce Pritchard well, said. Well, well and, and look what happens. So he literally oh. tries to limp and punch him, but misses. And yep. he stumbles forward. He can barely keep his balance. And he's just so open. And Barkhorn just welts him with his left hand. <laughs> I have to say, absolutely it was a lovely shot he got him with. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. You... Sweet, sweet cracking punch. Like 30 seconds left. When you go for that, I think Dr. Destiny is injured. When you go for that single leg takedown like that, oh, big foul. They're throwing him. He's right. Dr. Death is sinking. Oh, he's going to go. The big left hand. The big left hand by Barkhorn. He's out! And our first knockout! His eyes are in the back of his head. And oh, he's yeah, gone. he's totally gone. And GR on commentary knows knows then that's it. He tries to talk him up like, oh, he's tough, he'll be back another day. But yeah. GR knows that's him. Yeah, that's him. in that one punch, you can see it. Like, any yeah. kind of aura of toughness would he had, he just punched it right off his face for that you've one been, punch. You've been knocked out by a man called Bodacious. Bodacious Congratulations. <laughs> and, yeah, that's Dr. Death done, isn't it? So yeah. that, that's it. They opens, opens the tournament up a lot. Uh, they're looking, thinking, oh, for God's sake, which job is going to win this now? But anyway. I mean, if the plan, if, if the plan for Dr. Death uh, was to, for him to win it all the while, uh, I'm just wondering, I'm surely there must have been some way for the WWF, a pro wrestling company, to have like um, a predetermined winner. Nah. I've got Barry and, and make sure that they were actually not really hitting each other. <laughs> this is a unique experiment, Cameron. You're forgetting about this. I oh, yeah, so it is. It's innovative. So, I can yeah. improve the experiment. There was only that one match on that Raw, next week's Raw, uh, 3rd of August, 98. Why is this Raw so very, very it's special? Six week after the King of the Ring. No. Oh. It's four words, two of which are hyphenated. This was not only a threat... Yamaguchi said it's a promise. Deadly demonstration there, and listen to what he said. Hey! Chappy, chappy, pee pee! Ha ha! Choppy, choppy, pee pee. Yay! <laughs> this very night, Valvina in a match with Kai and Tai with Takemishinoku is turned on, dragged to the back with a man brandishing his samurai sword, and the door closes. <laughs> Right, what what goes on in the brawl for all then? Who, <laughs> I don't uh, care. Valvina well, gets his bits cut off. Look, look, we've cut Forty six minutes this <laughs> has been going on for. It's so Godfather versus Scorpio. Come on, Godfather versus yeah. Scorpio. Right, now Scorpio against a little guy. Um, does he offer the hose? He does because he's yeah, got the he hose does. now. <laughs> but Scorpio wants to fight. I, I think Jerry Canal is caught at the end as he should have took the hose. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you don't see. Scorpio, he's tough and he's but the Godfather is a he's a professional well not professional fighter but he's done a lot of fighting. And he's, he's a tough guy, isn't he? Yeah. You can tell he's just so much bigger. It's very hard for Scorpio to do anything, and he tries his best. But I think the Godfather wins by quite a. Do we see the first knockout knockdown as well? Does Does Godfather get ten points for a knockdown? Uh, I think, think he does. So. Um, well, yeah, I, I thought there's many. There's round many three, Godfather takedown for three. Yeah, so he's aye. He's, I have written down this one's almost exciting at times. <laughs> No. Almost, almost is a very yeah. strong word. None of this is exciting. None of this, none of this is exciting ever. But Jim Ross says out of their element again, and it's a sexist comment from the King. So it's like WWF commentary bingo. <laughs> Just to comment first is, of course, um, Godfather didn't get through. It was uh, it was Dan Severin who got for the original round, um, and he did a little promo. Um, oh, God, yeah, he does. He, with, yeah. he withdraws because he feels he's got nothing to prove in the WWE. 
uh, WF at the time. So he's he's withdrew yeah. from the tournament. So again, who do we get to, to replace him? Oh, the guy beat Godfather. There's a few there's a few things from here. He says, um, "I'm going to withdraw because I can do it better on my feet." Dan Severn, I think, is standing by. And, and Dan, why did you withdraw? A man of my stature, I have nothing to prove. When I have a score to settle, I will do it when my hands are not bound. That was an that was that was an amazing impersonation. It's like you can tell he's, he hasn't got a wrestling promo in him. There's two trails of thought here. Number one, that the office told him to withdraw mm-hmm. because they were worried he was literally just going to roll around the mat again for another twenty and win win the thing by rolling around. Probably the mat. a fair assessment there, I think. And the other one was is they told him he can't do that anymore. And Severn was worried he might go the way of um, Steve Williams and lose all his credibility. Of uh, okay, yeah. he, he can't with them boxing gloves on. It's difficult for him to do his thing. So I think can I can I offer a third way for yes. this? Go on. Then. I I genuinely think that Dan Severn probably looked at this, thought I'm running the risk of some serious late, you know career threatening injury here. They're not paying me enough. Do, does anybody know if he withdrew before or after Doctor Death injured himself? I think it was before. I thought it was the night. Was it not on the night that he withdrew? Not sure. But it'd be interesting. If he saw what happened to Doctor Death, he'd think, you know what, screw this. Yeah, exactly. Not worth you'd it. just be you'd just be like because because your opponent isn't like a professionally trained fighter. It's it's literally it's like getting into it? a it's getting into a bar fight outside Weatherspoons, essentially. It's the unpredictability <laughs> of that. You know it is. Yeah, there it is. You yeah, must you must you'd be as a professional fighter earning your money through like proper mixed martial arts, you'd look at that and go Nah, something's going to happen here. I'm going to get seriously injured. It's going to affect my career. Yeah. There's not enough it's... money in the world for me to get, you know, p- to be paid for this. You know, like what five grand a fight or whatever. Yeah. Not a chance. Nah, fuck you, it, yeah, I'm you're fighting. You you got to pick someone who's a fighter, but it's not a controlled environment, is it? They're yeah, not, not. They don't know what the, they're doing. Expecting, you know, you'd you'd go in. You'd go into like a professional MMA fight with a certain idea of what someone's going to do and yeah. prepare for that. This is literally a brawl, like a no holds brawl. The brawl for all, Cameron. Come on, like, yeah. It's a brawl for all. So um, we've got we've got the Godfather advancing. What's God, next match? Uh, it's that's for that raw. The next week raw, tenth of August, ninety eight. Uh, when Val Venus and John Wayne Bobbitt have a press conference about his penis. Right. Uh, <laughs> Who's wrestling? Draws versus Vega. Oh, we missed Mero and. No, that's, that's, that's next after this. Oh, we're doing reverse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So uh, draws versus Vega. Well, draws obviously advanced because um, Hawk uh, broke his nose. So the the <laughs> deemed that um, the deemed that Hawk wasn't fit enough to have this playoff. So draws goes through. In reality, Hawk apparently backstage just went, "Draws, I'm too old for this shit. You can go through." <laughs> well, also, also, you broke my nose. You dick. I'm yeah, you done. can do it. But to be fair for Draws, like he does a takedown of Vega, that probably gets the biggest pop in this thing so far. Oh, Draws off looking for the takedown! He yes! Yes! That's five for Draws Dog! And listen to this crowd, they're going nuts! You won't find this kind of action anywhere else, I guarantee you! Draws looks pretty good, Vega's not bad, but Draws looks pretty you know, good in this. Draws could have paralyzed himself in this match and probably got a bigger pop. <laughs> Oh, Vega thinks if he could kick, it would have been a different story, but he can't. He's got to use his boxing skills. Yeah. And uh, little known, this is uh, Savio Vega's last match because he gets a neck injury. <laughs> Wee. Uh, Wee. Um, Wee. Another one bites the dust. One dead. It? So now we get to Mark Merrow versus Bradshaw. We've already been Merrow's back in because of Blackman's injury. And uh, I feel so sorry for Merrow in this because I think he's the winner. I think he's the better fighter in this. There's a bit where they're on the ropes and uh, they're asking him to break. And Bradshaw just picks up Mero and throws him to the mat. And then the referee goes, five points. <laughs> and he and Mero turn around and go, 
how the fuck was that five points? He told me to ro- they told him the rope break, and the referee just goes to get the five points off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so freshly done this one. I just scored it. <laughs> so you know, um, but Mero to me gets shafted because after after three rounds, I think Mero's ahead. No, it's, it's a draw, isn't it? So what do you do with a draw in the brawl for all? You have another round. They've got an idea this time. You have another round, which to me, Mero, Mero looks like he's won. Mero thinks he's won at the end. And <laughs> no, they put they let Bradshaw win. And I think that's the wrong decision. I think that's the most of them are the right decision, but I think Mero won this match. You know what the real wrong decision of this one is? The real wrong decision was having this damn thing in the first place, but never mind. <laughs> so yeah, I felt Mero got screwed a bit there, but Bradshaw advances. Next, the semi-finals, Raw, 17th of August, 98. What's special about this night? It's the eighth week after the King of the Ring. <sighs> it's the Monday Night Raw debut of Gangrel. Oh, whoopee. Oh, come on, oh, he's got the we, music in we, the entrance. Can we, I was going to say, can we slot in the music? Of course we can. Uh, Godfather versus Bodacious Bart. Is he called something like the Hammer now or something? Right, oh, this is funny. He's called Bart the Hammer Gun. That's it, yeah. Um, they give him a nickname now, don't they? They give him a little nickname. That's for, pretty for good, actually. I like that. Because he killed Doctor Death, um, you get a nickname. This true. is a, this is a little little bit from Holly's book. Um, Godfather is very good friends with the Undertaker because they're in they're in the Bone Street Crew thing, um, and obviously Holly's friends are thingy. So in the back, Undertaker says. Um, I think I think Godfather's got this, and Holly goes. Would you, would you like to put your money where the mouth is? So Holly and Undertaker have a bet over the result of this match. Nice. How much? I, I don't think it states. Oh wow. Um, so anyway, so this is this is big uh, big Godfather against. Yeah. And how do they kind of like make this match special by having Bill Clinton on the phone when he walks to the ring? Oh man, I want, I want to see those babes the Godfather's job, man. I bet they make great interns. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, yeah, because this was in the pit. There was that guy impersonating <coughs> Clinton, yeah. wasn't there? Didn't he have seen yeah. one, of the, one of the other shows as well? Like he's in the crowd. Was that like Survivor Series 95. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. it's like 90, Yeah, it's a few years earlier. But now, because it's the semi-finals, we get like a, a comparison graphic as well, kind of telling you some stats about well, the tape. Well, we get tail of the tape, don't we? Yeah. Tail of the reach and stuff. And then they have a big fight. And what happens is Bart Gunn destroys his own gimmick by knocking the Godfather out with his right hand. <laughs> he does. So, so that deadly left hand is not. It's a deadly right hand this he's, time. He's, he's going to catch his hands. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> and he, he does. He hits the Godfather pretty good, and the Godfather goes down again. Well, there's one point where, like, I think the Godfather gets hit like five times in a row. Like Bart literally just is treating it like one of those, like you know, the the, the quick back back thing. Just yeah, like, it, pow, it, pow, it just feels like pow, a punch pow. bag. It's it's kind of sad in a way, but and at the same time, you see the Godfather's face like he doesn't even realize he's been hit. Oh no, I think yeah. at this point he's the lights are starting to dim. Yeah, and then after this, about a couple of seconds after that, he kind of gets his knockout punch. But it's like, yeah, again, it's a proper knockout, isn't it? He's proper connects and proper you can see the way he goes down it's like yeah he's properly gone for some reason my notes for this match I have written that they're putting a worked injury angle into a shoot fight <laughs> oh yeah there's oh, a yeah. bit of the heat yeah. there's a bit of heat where Vader injures Bart Gunn or something yeah, yeah I'm like, like, left you're, shoulder. You're, putting, you're putting a worked injury angle 
into a real fight. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, to be fair, at this point, nothing's worked, so you know what? They may as well just go F it. Probably, and, uh, yeah. On the next match? Uh, yep. Barrow yep. Draws. Which, this is uh, an odd one, this. Uh, I thought Jaws might have Jaws looked pretty good in this. I thought he might have... Uh, mainly because Bradshaw looks, Bradshaw looks fucked to begin with in this. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bradshaw maybe had one too many... Um... He's got like a knee strap and he's just essentially just lumbered around the place right from the start. My personal uh, highlight of this match is the uh, the tail of the tape graphic beforehand. Oh, yes. Because Brad, Bradshaw's is spectacular when he's dressed as like a, a camp cowboy with sure. a different moustache. And uh, they've got their likes. So Dross's likes were football, tattoos, and puking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Bradshaw's likes were football and barroom brawling, <laughs> and probably at least, puking. At least they've got at least they've got football in common. Yeah, this one goes the distance, and uh, Bradshaw wins on points. It's yep. another hockey fight, though, isn't it? They're just like proper. Yeah, they yeah. just well on each other, and all, all the, the all the Bradshaw fights in this are basically windmill. Yeah. yeah. For him being the instigator of all this, about you know he's the hardest nut in the entire locker room. They're all just windmilling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also I think this one I think Gr mentions is like yeah they're going to win big money, which I think is the first time they mentioned anything for like the what the winner is actually going to get for this contest. Yeah, it is because at no point have they specified what the winner gets. No, not at you all. Know, have they mentioned it like outside of the matches or anything? Like what? Why the reason why these guys are like actually going through a career threatening? Uh, not a clue. No, yeah. there's no idea. So what There's the no stakes? It makes it no sense. Makes no sense. All right, the fi- the final the final of the brawl for all. Well, a little bit on the final. It was originally billed to be at SummerSlam. Thank Christ it wasn't. <laughs> and instead, it's <laughs> the night after SummerSlam, I believe. Yeah, twenty fourth of August, ninety eight. <laughs> uh, so. the, the only thing special about this night was that it's the final for the brawl for all. And and I believe it gets main event billing. Although I think there's a promo on after a big promo, which most of yeah, I think I think this is obviously the, the main event warm up. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's Bart Gunn against Bradshaw. Yeah, Bart Gunn against mm-hmm. Bradshaw. So this is the final, yeah? You've been building to this for, what, two months? Far too long. And they oh, come yeah. out and it's just like a normal brawl for all. There's no kind of extra thing for it being the final. There's no different music. It's just they just walk out like normal. It's like, oh, come on. You've you've got Shawn Michaels on commentary. Yeah, but I want a bit more than that. I want a bit of a wrestling well, for the final. Come on. Well, Shawn Michaels on commentary. Um, we get going round one and the that's pretty much round one. Um, so <laughs> we get going round one. That's pretty much round one. Um, <laughs> round one. Literally, literally, that's you know, Barkun comes out. He's not. He's not fanning on. Uh, and Russo and a lot of guys in the back get their wish. The whole reason the tournament was they've waited weeks and, and many injuries and much money wasted. But finally, for Russo and his friends, it pays off. As Bart Gunn leathers uh, Bradshaw and knocks him clean out. He does. About, is it 20 seconds or something? It's, like something that? Rid- it's like 32 or something like that. It's I, I, ridiculous. I think Bart Gunn kind of nails Bradshaw with a, with a couple of shots and like the look of confusion on his face. Oh, because Bradshaw goes down, doesn't he? And he yeah. gets an eight count and he stands and back up. The look on his and, face, uh, he's just so yeah. confused. And Bart and Gunn wham. knows what's coming next. Yeah. And again with his, uh, with his right hand, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the winner of the brawl for all is Bodacious Butt Gun. Has <coughs> anyone wrote down Shawn Michaels' court? No. Which one's this? Yeah, I was going to. I, well, I have written down that Shawn Michaels seems to be apoplectic in his, his kind of like his putting over oh, of Bart Gun. Oh, no. Shawn Michaels does a brilliant job. He says that's a guy who just made a name for himself and deserves it every step of the way. And 
he does. It's like this guy, you know, he's legitimately won this tournament. He's knocked guys out with boxing gloves on that apparently hard to knock people out with. But the only person he hasn't he's, locked out is Bob Holly, who's like a well known tough guy. And and apparently Holly wants wants that wanted that to be a feud, which it kinda went, but I'll get to that later. Um and yeah, he's knocked all these guys out, and he is. He's, he's won the brawl for legitimately. He uh, won a hundred grand. Uh, Michael's put some over. He, he doesn't. He won seventy five grand, and Bradshaw wins the twenty five grand. Apparently, no. How, how did how did he celebrate his win? Returning to his cowboy gimmick and shooting some guns in the air. No, he fucked off to Japan. That's true. <laughs> well, not not yet. No, no, no. First of all, after Bart Gunn wins. And the next week, on a heat, no less, he gets presented with his trophy. Oh, yeah, on a show no one watches. Which oh, is literally, people reckon it's a rib. It's a giant um, pair of boxing gloves. They're, like, um, covered with gold tinfoil, like gold tinfoil boxing oh, gloves. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon he's still got that's his, sure. uh, that's his That's his winning uh, thing, and you're completely correct. Rather than put the guy over like Steve Williams was going to... I'm not suggesting Barkham would have been good against Austin, but he certainly would have been pretty good somewhere up the card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but no, they sent him to Japan, and that was him done. That was uh, certainly for 98. That was him done. Um, other wrestlers that were done, um, Hawk was out for weeks with a broken nose. Yeah. Godfather got an injury from the knockout. He was out. Blackman's injured his ankle, so he was out. Brackus never wrestled again. Savio Vega never wrestled again. Mm-hmm. So I think all in all, we can all agree it was a successful yeah. tournament. Yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're able to injure every single jobber in your roster, good job. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, literally so they cleaned roster. out all the jobbers. Like Eight Ball was released. Scorpio was released the next year. Yeah. Dross broke his neck the next year. <laughs> the Severin left left the next year. Yeah, it's just like how could we get yeah. all our jobbers just have them kill each other in the ring? Yeah, two months. And to be fair, background did go into bigger and better things says in all Japan he wrestled in the I we haven't, we haven't got there yet. Hang on. Oh Jesus. Give him a right. chance to compose himself. Sorry. So so right. so what 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 happened of these people? Well the only three people I'm gonna concentrate on the tournament is Bob Holly, Bart Gunn, and Steve Williams. Okay. So what happened was Williams um done his hamstring and he was out for ages. Yes, he, he was. Fin- he finally returned on January the 12th to beat Bob Holly, but that was in a dark match. They then did... Um, he had to go to this training camp, and he had a um, match with Pierre, which he beat, and he had a match with Midian, yeah, yeah. which he beat. That was like, I think, a um, pre-thing to OVW, this uh, training camp thing they did. He would have a match on Heat on the 15th of March, where he would defeat both Hardy Boys in a handicap match. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh. And then it would. Um, I'll just get to my page. Then, then it, it would uh, happen. They did a little storyline with Bart Gunn, who came back. Um, I don't know. There's an interview with you, interview um, with Jim Ross, and he's uh, he's in the ring with Bart Gunn, saying that you know you destroyed, you know you thought you beat my guy and you humiliated me, and you, you told everyone in the back you were going to knock out JR's boy and all the rest of it. And he was getting a bit, he was getting a bit weird. He's like, you look at my eye, you look at me in the eye, Bart. Does my face disgrace you because he's had the bell palsy thing? And it was all a bit odd. But anyway, Williams came up behind him and literally suplexed him out of his shoes. Looked so <laughs> stiff. I wondered if that was that was that was sort of payback. But um, before that, Bart Gunn's return was Holly was uh, in the ring and he was our core champ. And he said, you know, who's going to challenge me? And then Bart Gunn came out. Obviously. Then you know, do you remember? Do you remember me? You know, no one else. 
No one, else, else, no one else remembers me because I've been off telly for bloody six months. But do you remember me? I, you know, I've knocked you out once. Uh, sorry, I've beat you once, and uh, I'm tough. I'll, I'll do all the rest. So you had a hardcore match on Raw, and um, Bart Gunn comes out looking like smoking guns, right? <laughs> except, except he's got a black glove on his left hand now. That's the hammer, Ooh. isn't it? That's the hammer. Oh. <laughs> So what what would happen is if, if you watch it, it's a really good, a really good fun hardcore match between him and uh, him and Holly. Um, and at the end, some guy dressed in a silly mask and a gi comes out and uh, throws Bart off the stage and lets Holly get the win. Originally, apparently that does turn out to be Al Snow, but originally they wanted it to be Steve Williams. But Jr. said it's ridiculous. You can't have Steve Williams dressed in this costume. <laughs> um, and even. Um, the next week on Roy comes out they're doing this whole heel Jim Ross thing and he comes out and he's got this gear and this mask in a bag and he said you know this is ridiculous this is what this is what uh, head office wanted us to do they wanted us to dress this former whatever time champion and legitimate tough guy in this crap costume and all the rest of it and then the um, next the thing on Roy because Giles kicked off commentary he oh. um, he built his own commentary desk for <laughs> 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 no, uh, sake uh, uh, you forget about apparently. these kind of things don't you he gets upset with Holly. Holly gets put through his commentary desk during the match and he gets upset. And that sets up Steve Williams' only sort of um, match of notes sort of thing after uh, after the tournament, other than the things I've uh, told you about there. And, I'm sorry, and it is. It's a hardcore championship match on Raw 15th, uh, February It's not 15th. even a pay-per-view or anything. It's on, it's on no, Raw. no, no. Yeah, and uh, Bart Gunn is... Um, oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. Oh. This is where you get your notes done first. <laughs> Good plan. Shit, I haven't got it. I know it happened. Right, I haven't got it, so I'm just gonna have to. Uh, I'm just gonna have to use Wing it. Memory. It's um, Steve. I don't know the date. Someone look it up. It's Steve Williams against uh, Hardcore Holly, and it's uh, it's a match, and uh, it ended. It's a match. Snow. It's a match. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Steve Williams versus Hardcore Holly. Yeah, I know the finish. It's a match. It's a match. We know it's a match. What more do we need to know? Uh, Al Snow comes in and hits Williams with a frying pan to end the contest. Oh, here we go. Right. Forgotten matches. Uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams versus Hardcore Holly. It's five minutes and 57 seconds. It's on (laughs) Daily Motion. Um, It it, it features, and it quote on here, Evil Jim Ross. (laughs) Um, Of a match. Yeah, there we go. Um, Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's not good. Um. Yeah, it happened. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think Snow interferes with a frying pan. Holly wins, and literally that's Doctor Death's career over with. The story goes that um they wanted him to uh, wrestle in Japan, but for the WWE, like some exchange thing. And uh, Doctor Death went, "Listen, I've done Japan. I, I really want to stay here with my family and stuff, sort of thing." And uh, he said, apparently that was enough for them to terminate his contract. So they terminated his contract, and he was very disappointed that Jim Ross, would, you know, a good friend, would betray him like that. And I don't think him and Williams ever really spoke since, so the whole scenario. So yeah, that's another bad ruined. thing that came out of the brawl for Yeah, all. ruined two good friends. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Vince Russo. So, so it, Holly, so far, is the best guy. Like It wasn't even directly from the brawl for but Holly seems to be the guy with the biggest sort of career-type thing. The biggest out win out of it, and he lost in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there is, of course, one brawl for a match we have not mentioned, which we'll get to next. So Barkun has that one wrestling match on um, against Holly, and that's his only wrestling match. Uh-huh. Because they're saving them for bigger things. They won a big contest at WrestleMania 15. And my God, they get a big contest. <laughs> they get a legitimate um, tough guy contest guy. They get Butterbean. 
um, who has wrestled once before. He did a Langle Romero at D-Generation X97, which ended up in the disqualification. He did, and yeah. Again, again Butterbean was happy to play ball. He said, listen, I don't think you would have went as far as knocking him out, but if he wanted, if he wanted um, Gunn to win in some fashion, like by points or something, to make yeah. Gunn look good, he was happy to play ball and he would he would go along with that. But no, no, we won a legitimate fight. The only legitimate fight in uh, WrestleMania history. And that's what they that's what they want. You try you try to tell me that Aki Bono versus Big Show <laughs> wasn't exactly a legitimate was fight as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so I've done the I've done the research, and I'm afraid, guys, yes, it was a shoot. Sorry, <laughs> oh, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, bullshit. Um, so, so yes, uh, that's that's what you get: Bart Gunn versus Butterbean. And apparently, this is there's a few really silly rules. Um, they wanted Bart Gunn to trim down to be like more of a speedy boxer type thing, um, and they did loads of boxing lessons. Um, for him, but obviously it's 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 not it's not strictly boxing. It's more like fighting. And apparently, even though they said it was brawl for rules, they told both men no takedowns. Yeah, because how can you yeah. take down uh, Butterbean? He's just like a yeah. Well, no, he like place, place a you place a donut on the ground. Mm-hmm. He goes down to get the donut. You kick him over. <laughs> Done. I suppose if he did manage to take down Butterbean, Butterbean's gonna have a bit of a problem getting back up yeah, again. Exactly. Uh, he can't even hit Pavlov with his hands because he's wearing the mittens. It, but and the, here, um, Puncher, what's his name? King Hippo. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, there's two trailer thoughts to this. There's two trailer thoughts to this. There's number one, um, that it was a whole punishment thing. A lot of guys go with this, including Holly, that literally, they know Bart Gunn's way out of his depth. They know he's going to get his arse handed to him. It's a way of humiliating him for literally destroying the ball for all tournament. Even though he just won it, which is the, you yeah. know, what everyone was going to do. But I no. wasn't Bart the only one doing knockouts, which is kind of the point of the tournament. It's kind yeah, of, you know, yeah. those kind of things. So yeah. he's the only one who's actually kind of following through what he needs to do. But there's the Bruce Pritchard side that they believed um, Bart Gunn had a very good chance of beating Butterbean. And if he beat him, they could market him as a tough man and maybe venture out into things that probably shouldn't. Yeah. I have one uh, question. What planet yeah. was Bruce Pritchard on when he said that? Well, well, there you go. So I mean, the match starts to do the whole brawl for all thing. It all comes in. Yeah, um, music WrestleMania, WrestleMania 15. Apparently, another funny thing is that oh, I'm not going to get his name right. They've got a special referee for the WrestleMania 15 bout. Uh, is it Joey Panzan? Some, some boxer dude, isn't it? Some, he's yeah, very kind of famous boxing uh, referee. I don't know what he mean. No, it's not right. He's a boxer himself, I think, or an ex-boxer. Oh, Joey. Yeah. Anyway, they've also got a panel of judges at ringside uh, for WrestleMania 15. One of them, which is Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, this so and bad. his last, his oh, last oh, appearance. Um, what, what, that, think, what are the last appearances this is? <laughs> he looks so ill at this point. But why? Jesus Christ. As sad as it is, I don't really think he knows much about how to judge the tournament. And apparently the referee doesn't either. The guy, <laughs> the guy's like, what? Because I hide him in. He's like, is this a legitimate contest? I'm like, yes. He's like, but I don't really know how to referee that. You'll be fine. Just just go along. And luckily, he must have been the most relieved man 20 <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the, the match starts and literally Gunn gets knocked down straight away. He gets the eight count or whatever. He, he gets back up quite composed. He's just buying his time. Looks all right. But then Butterbean, bam, Gunn's totally out in the ropes. Uh, Butterbean thought he broke his neck because I think as he goes down, he hits the ropes really badly. Yeah, it's, um, it's a nasty one when he goes down. because charges his neck, it's, it's not the good. It's a proper, yeah. legs just go limp. Down he goes. And, and that's Bard Gunn gone. So that's another, that's the other guy at the brawl for all the yeah. winner who was totally <laughs> destroyed. But it's like, oh. this WrestleMania 15 has got the Hell in the Cell where they hang 
the big boss man from the cell. Oh, and that God, isn't that the worst is... moment of the pay per view because you got this. <laughs> <laughs> and, how, and that, how is that possible? And that, that is work? the end of the brawl for all. Um, Bart Gunn would go to the most successful things in Japan. You? Mm-hmm. He would participate in probably the greatest named <laughs> tournament I have ever read. He participated in the world's strongest tag determination league in all Japan. Wow. With, with who? Bonus points if you know who he teamed with. Um, I know who he teamed with. I bet you do, Al. I think, I'm fairly sure I know who he teamed with. Who do you think he teamed with, Al? Did he, did he team with sort of a, um, a raw general manager type guy? Yes. Uh, I thought it was. Um, he teamed he with did? Mr. People Power himself. He did. Fully. Johnny Yes. John Laurinaitis. Yes. Yeah, Johnny Yes, yeah. Oh my freaking Christ. <laughs> what? Right. Why is Johnny Yes so popular in Japan? I don't get it. He's big, he's American, that's about all you need for no, Japan. Fair enough. Hell, Rob Conway was NWA champion during Wrestle Kingdom once. Think about that. Yeah, and he got punched by Harley Race. Yes, he did. He did, yeah. So, basically what we got here is, how many guys is it? Ten guys? Basically being Six, sacrificed in the name 16 of... 16 guys been sacrificed for no possible gain. Yeah, you look at it, like... Because the whole thing of wrestling is you build somebody up to make money. That's the point of wrestling, isn't it? It's a, it's a, whole, yes, it's a promotion. You get someone up, you make money with them, you do your angles to get money. Like what? I don't. What's the end game from this? Apart from yeah, Doctor um, Death becoming like you know elevated to the point where he can compete with Stone Cold. But as soon as Doctor Death dies, ironically, like that's just the contest. Unless you're going to push Bart to the moon, like it's just a waste of time and resources and. Such a bad idea. I think this is just a half baked idea Russell came up with. And he didn't actually think of an end game. He just yeah. thought they're never going to say yes. Then he said yes, and then panic ensued. Yeah. Well, well he, he got his wish. Bradshaw got knocked out. There you go. He true. destroyed half the roster. He, um, you know, he, ups- he humiliated JRs at the same time. Yeah, he did um, well. So yeah, I think we can all agree that the '99 brawl would have been brilliant as well. <laughs> it would have no. been on that though, like Gilberg. <laughs> Kilberg winded. Kilberg, Tim White. Oh my god. <laughs> Tim White. Can you imagine. <laughs> no, it's so anyway, idea. gentlemen. That concludes the uh, the brawl for all. Um, Thanks, Al. I, I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing all that. I thought it was uh, a nice little tidbit more of wrestling brawls, history. To be honest. Just so like, where are we putting this on the list? Bottom. Right at the bottom. Right at the bottom. At the bottom. <laughs> What's at the bottom right now? I always don't forget the list. I don't care. Halloween Havoc 96, I think. It's a, really? It's a, something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a WCW show. Of course it is. It's not World War III. <laughs> of course it is. <coughs> what else would it be? No, it's WrestleMania 9. Hold on. Oh. Oh, this is better than WrestleMania 9. Uh, Conquistable podcast best pay I'm quite sure it's the World War 3 Halloween Havoc which is loading now okay still loading uh, no 91 Battle Ball the Lethal Lottery oh, oh. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely the bottom definitely the bottom. Definitely bottom well to me it was a great wrestling experiment well least, that shows at least the Lethal Lottery <laughs> Dushin do Thunder Liger Exactly. True. Yeah. Yeah. Support. Yeah. This, yeah is bottom, man. this is bottom. So, 
who picks it next? Well, we're going to go on to that because I'm very excited about this. Who's okay. picking it? It is Cameron's. Ooh. Oh, Cam. Okay, what are you picking, Cam? Apparently, well, um, I think, actually, the more I think about it, the more I think that my pick, which Ewan knows what's coming, oh, um, yes. was oh, th- th- there's, a, there's, a certain, there's a certain line that connects these two shows. Oh, God. As a, um, this is concerning right it. now. I can taste it. I think we can file both of these shows, this one and our next one, under the headline of Bradshaw is a dick. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know what's going. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, we're going to go to the first and original ECW Resurrection show, One Night Stand. Yes. 2005. Yes, boys, we're doing it. Okay, I can dig that. Oh, boy. Good, good, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> we we get two of my favourite matches of probably ECW's Re- Resurrection which includes a match against, well, basically containing three dead people. Don't spoil it. Those are our favourite kind of matches. They say like, the, the best matches of the ECW Resurrection, bearing in mind one of those was Sandman versus a zombie. That's not the same. <laughs> Forgot about that. That was the first yeah, match of the Resurrection. That was the first match on the TV show. <sighs> but we do, we do have, um, you know, Fragile right. X against I Like Every Drug I Can Get. No, can't. Anyway, happen. boys, I'm gonna have to go because there's someone ringing this, so I do apologise. But all right, uh, well, you get out early, easy. Thank Jesus you very Christ. much for tonight. It's been very fun for everybody. Thank you, Al. Thanks, Al. No problem at all. See you all. Bye bye. Bye. Before we go, can I tell a Saman story? Yes. So I go to pick up my my small child from uh, from preschool. Mm-hmm. I go to like the preschool room, and it's like you know, big room full of stuff, toys everywhere. And I see him playing with some toys. He's got they got some like action figures there, so obviously someone did some action figures. I go up there. And what action figure has he got? A Sandman action figure. Ah, nice. That's like, wow. That, that who, donated, very well. who donates a Sandman action figure? And it obviously doesn't look anything like it. Cause it How much like... would that be a fantastic scene in Toy Story? Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and a, a Sandman action figure in the middle of a nursery getting whiskey. <laughs> Smashing Smoking. a beer can over his... I don't know. I don't know, Cameron. I thought I found you a very precious um, figure. Ah, uh, Comic Con I attended recently. You did. It's on top of my uh, chest of drawers in in, in my bedroom. Oh, sexy! For God's sake, what of all places? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I put it by my exercise equipment, but you know. <laughs> God. There you go. It's um, yeah. It's where to keep the pillowcases. Um, oh, is it a Sony action figure? Sorry? It's a action figure. I'm getting the kind of mild indication of masturbation going on here. I'm not quite sure what we're talking about anymore. No, no, no. It's 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 a Chris Benoit action figure. Oh, God. Oh, Hence, God, is where I keep the bit. Would you, would you, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, is this, is this, is this a sort of light accusation that I would, I would have a bank over Sonny? Well, somebody had to. Well, yeah. Maybe in 1996. Many, a few times. Um... <laughs> We're kind of like wanking off into sand at this point in time. Should disintegrate. Oh, wow! Dear Sorry, me. I've derailed the end of the podcast. Me, good God! Never so, mind. one night stand, the original, and well, not, well, we'll get to it. But I, I, it's difficult. I do love both these shows, both <sighs> the first two. For what the 2006 one was? I, I, part of me wanted to maybe do the 2006 one because it's worth yeah. it just for the RVD Cena match. Uh, um, it's worth it because I got extremely drunk during the show at a sports bar watching it live and got very excited. 
<laughs> and then there was mild nudity by other people by the end. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's Look forward to that one next time. Look forward to that one next time. Yeah, that'll be uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll mention the uh, next show in our next uh, issue of our newsletter. Oh, yes, we are in the future. It's 1998, kids. They're back, kids. Oh yes, get your AOL free trial CD <laughs> oh, for <Jesus>. 30 days. <laughs> um, get your dial up a working. And, your, um, your, your Netscape web browser pointed towards. Oh, Netscape! Oh, yes. Wow, tinyletter.com/slash/conquistables. Yes, mm-hmm. conquistables. I just had to double check the website and oh, yes. sign up with your electronic mail address, mm-hmm. and you'll get some writing from us. A little bit, a little yes, bit, a little bit via, via the via the information superhighway or yes. the world wide, wide web. web. Yeah, it's find the address at http tinyletter dot com dot com. Yes. Forward slash conquistables. I think of the three of us contributed anything to that newsletter. It was all it's three of us this time, isn't it? For the first one. Um, uh, I, I mean, me and Cam, I think, contributed. I think. Uh, no, I will be contributing. I've got a couple of ideas in my head right now. You oh, guys, okay, cool. it's just going to be the bits about the show, little wrestling bits. It might even be a recipe. Who knows? <laughs> a oh recipe? yeah, a recipe would be cool. Yeah, Why yeah. Let's stick a recipe yeah. in there. Why not? Just you know. Get a bit, get a bit, a bit more into the conquistables' heads. Wait, they of... did, they did have the WWF cookbook. I wonder if I could find that. <laughs> you should try and find that. Oh, also, I'm going to find that now. <laughs> just a, a little, little uh, look behind the curtain. We've got three subscribers so far. Ooh, one person. I don't know who they are. <gasps> really? Wow. Yeah. Are, are you sure it's not a, a spam bot? So, uh, thank you. Uh, end of dog racing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably bleep that. I'll bleep that. I'll bleep the last off. You know. Is it is is this person looking for sexy singles? Who knows? We'll see when that. Actually, we've got four subscribers, but one counts as you, and I don't think that actually counts. No, if they present the show, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Oh, I'm on. I'm subscribing now. No, because then we've got four. That's 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 better than three. Just just do it. Do it. Do it to keep the numbers up, you. But just keep them quiet. Yeah, you know. I think it'd be worthwhile because, you know, sometimes I'm very lazy and Christmas happens and I forget to edit the show for a month. Or, or yeah, and it means, that, it means that you can still stay in touch with, in touch with us. Yeah, the magic this can keep people you'd like to know. Because if you subscribe to the first show, uh, the first newsletter, then you'd see about me writing about, you know, this will hopefully keep me honest. I have to face you people every week and say, I've not edited it because, you know, uh-huh. I had to watch a film on TV. <laughs> You well, let's just, let's just start watching those television X films. You're going to go blind. Oh, always got to go to there. I think, isn't it? Always got to go. I think, I think, I think we hit there earlier on with the sunny conversation. I'm just helping it along now. I was oh, actually yeah, you... watching. Uh, I forget what I watched. I just watched stuff. <laughs> good, good story. Thank you. Well, I, I watched Warriors all the way through for my first time in my life. What, what, what did you think of that? I, I do enjoy that film. I thought it was quite good. What's the Warriors? Quite good. Wasn't yeah. sort of. Wasn't sort of the sort of the massive. Sort of be all and end all amazing movie, but it was good for like an uh, hour and a half. Yeah, you know, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's weird because <clears throat> the only version you can buy is like a director's cut. Mm-hmm. All right, and like the directors like put these kind of really rubbish comic book transitions. 
no, 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 no. I like those. No, they're terrible. They're terrible. No, it's 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 very in line with the whole theme. Is that instead of like the woman on the radio? No, it's like um, at one point you see like it's like with one of the baseball dudes, and you kind of see his face, and it kind of dissolves into like you know like um, like a cartoon filter put over the top of the video, and it zooms to another panel, and that kind of that turns into the next bit of the film. They're terrible. Don't listen to you, in they're terrible. Oh, dear, dear, but that's dear, the only dear, like... that's the only Blu-ray you can buy, and then somehow this HD version right. of the theatrical cut lands on Netflix one day. Yeah, you can't buy it. It's not available as far as I'm aware. You can't buy that version. It's, that's, oh, weird. If you find that version, yeah, it's really weird. From a character point of view, though, one one thing I would say is you, you, it kind of like seems to just stop with some like character arcs, like the guy who who like tries to sort of molest the female cop in the middle of the park. You never get to see what happened to him he's at all. Arrested. It's gone. Ajax. The he's arrested, the, uh... and that's it. He's away. He's, <laughs> he's gone. gone. He's away. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's you, never get, you never get to see what happens to the their guy who's in the park at the start. Who just goes missing? You never get to see what happens to him. He's gone. He's gone. (laughs) They seem to have from from living in New York and being a gang in New York. They seem to have a really lack of understanding of the public transport system. Oh, because they're based (laughs) on Coney Island, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but it's not as if it's like it's like the way they're going on about it. Going, oh, we don't know. We're doing. Find out which way to Coney. It's like. Cameron, this is the opposite side of the late seventies. There's no GPS or nothing. There's no streetlights because New York was out of money. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the small fact that it's a Coney Island gang. Why would they go anywhere else? They don't need to. Yeah, but they're supposed to go to this big meeting to with yeah. Cyrus at the start right. to because he's got a, he's got a big master plan for. Do you me. dig it, sucker? No, I, I was waiting for him to say sucker, and he never did. Oh, well, he does say sucker at one point, but he doesn't say it at the end of "Can you dig it?" That's crack crack. You know, I've got some suckers. Something to edit in that, please. That and it's is. slightly different annotation as well. You know, Booker T is like, can you dig it, sucker? He is very much, can you dig it? Can you dig yeah, it? It's very 70s-tastic. So that's the uh, yes, yeah. film review corner that you'll find on the newsletter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Warriors is good. To be fair, there's quite a good few suplexes in the toilet fight scene, though. There is. There's a <laughs> couple of good German suplexes going. Actually, it's in, it's, it was in the pile of films that Cam's seen bits of, but not all the way through. The next one is The Thing. Is, oh, you've got the, you so watch the Thing, you? Oh, The Thing is Which genuine. always... The, the problem, as I've always told Al, the problem with doing a film studies course is you end up studying one bit of one film mm, over, yeah, and over and over and over yeah. again. And then it gets to the point where in your mind you think you've seen it, and you really haven't. We've just seen that one five-minute section a lot. Yeah, of times. exactly. You've just seen that one five-minute section a lot oh, of times. That, that kind in of the thing, thing it's the one with the it's the blood test bit. I've yeah. seen oh, that okay. hundreds, but all the rest of it. No, it's, I, I got uh, the um, there was like a reissue of it not too long ago, but end last year, like a new uh, print and all sorts. I got that because the thing is one of my favourite oh. films. Yeah, well, they, I, they, I, they I, I couldn't face to watch it until I was about eighteen because the video box in. The old video library used to scare oh, back yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. The face just kind of like going, ah, ah, the weird face one. I would just see it and yeah. it would just terrify me. And that just kind of like, I just couldn't watch it until yeah. I was like 19. Like, Come on, Phil, you can do it. It's Kurt Russell with a massive I, hat. You can wear this. I just had a terrible idea. I noticed, I was going through Amazon Prime last night and I noticed a certain film that might be quite entertaining for the newsletter. They Live with Rowdy Roddy oh, Piper. Nice. That'd be a good one. I've got the blue. The Blu-ray. Thinking about, it, thinking about it, thinking about it. From Christmas, I've still got recorded Santa, uh, Santa with muscles. Oh yes, I need to watch that. Yeah, there'll be a, f- a film review corner on the net on the newsletter. I'm sure there will be. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be like, let's kind of go and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> it worked good. Please buy here through Amazon affiliate link. Thank yeah, please you. use the affiliate links. because Thank you, good night. It was good. Yes. So that'd be <laughs> a newsletter. Uh, get us on the Facebook and the Twitters. Yep. Please, that'd be nice. Listen to mm-hmm. us at places. That's how you do intros on podcasts, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. I'll yeah, spread the word. Yeah, it's 2018. We've been doing, How long have we been doing this podcast for now? We've been in this podcast for about three years. Three yeah, years I think it's like three years, but the actual episode is like about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Well, aye, aye, nothing aye. but inconsistent, folks. <laughs> well, well, that's that's averaging one every two months. So that's yeah, that's pretty bad. good, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. But as we expand the media empire, the <laughs> sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. Expand. The other thing expanding is my waistline. <laughs> the media empire into other avenues. I'm sure it'll expand only further, so. Mm. Well, this is petering out to nothing. Well, that's the end of the scope then, yeah? All Probably, right. yeah. Bye. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a way to say goodbye and brawl for all at the same time. Uh, brawl for now. Oh no! It's it's brawl over. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. That's it. They think it's brawl over. <laughs> oh, it stop. is now. Stop. <laughs> it's that guy that noise contact. Captain Sanford, Godfather, your boys have gone running now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're brawl done. Can't remember what I'm talking about. That that commentator in the got was it? Someone got beat by Norway. It was uh, Norway beat England in 1993. Like, and the guy was like, uh, you know, uh, Henry Cooper, Maggie Thatcher, Lord Nielsen, your boys took a hell of a beating. Yeah. So it would be like, Dan Sanford, Godfather, your boys took a hell of a beating from the hammer. The hammer. Audacious hammer. Audacious hammer. Why was the hammer? That'd be amazing. Oh, yes. Write that down. That's another t shirt. The Bodacious hammer. The Bodacious hammer. The Bodacious hammer. Yeah. Gentlemen, the conquistadors have left the building.